2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast, that show about video games and gaming news. Once again, I am your host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me today, my Player 2 legacy gamer friend. Some people call her an e-girl phenom. I call her a friend. Enya's on the show. Welcome, Enya. Hi! That's me. That is you. <laughs> I don't know where e-girl phenom came from. <laughs> the description of the episode you were on with gamer friends. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. That's you from now on, actually. Okay. So for those who don't know, the gamer friends discord, you run that. Kind of. I yeah. <laughs> Own it. You're awesome. You know, we've played games together and chatted for a while, and you were definitely on the short list of people that I wanted to reach out to help me with the gaming news. So, formally, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I love this little passing around I'm doing between the shows. Yeah, I'm digging it. It gives me, <laughs> like, a more formal excuse to go, hey, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> and reach out to folks and, and get different perspectives on the news of the gaming variety. So very excited to get yes. into it with you. Some housekeeping before we get started. For those interested, of course, we're still doing the backlog on the off week. We'll be finishing up Mystical Ninja with Goemon next week. So look forward to that. And after that, the following game, get ready for it, is going to be Outriders. So anybody interested in playing Outriders, get ready. It's coming. The only other thing, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week on the backlog or not, we were talking about offline. I finished Cyberpunk 2077, The Edge Runners, and I really, really liked it. I know you said you weren't super interested. Have you played the game at all? I finished Cyberpunk, yeah, within a few months. Did you play it at launch? Or? Yeah, I did. Tim bought it at launch, didn't like it so much. I devoured it. Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't like it so much and devoured it. So. <laughs> that little hate, <laughs> hate play. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not that I didn't like it because I think in a vacuum, it is a good game. I think it's the expectations that came along with it and getting yes. something different than what I was expecting, right? Yeah, I went into it blind. I knew Keanu hmm. Reeves. I knew the idea of cyberpunk and that was it. I hmm. had a great time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was awesome. I really love the writing in that. And this show did give me the urge, and apparently a lot of other people, the urge to go back and play it, which is really cool. And some people are kind of mixed about the ending. I've seen some chatter in our cyberpunk channel. We have our own cyberpunk channel where people talked about it not really sticking the landing or they thought the first half was better than the back half. But having played the game, and I think you can at least relate to this in the game, the turns that it took kind of mirrored to me the sentiment of the story of the game because it's not necessarily a happy ending and Night City is not necessarily a place where you get happy endings. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's just a lot of dark sides to people living in that city between being crushed under the weight of very late stage capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you deal with... Also, the, the body modification thing, being part cyborg, what that does to your psyche, that's a big theme in Edge Runners. So, yeah, I, I really dug it. I dug its vibe. I thought it was very entertaining and a good companion to the show. I, I have to agree with all the other folks that really kind of... The, the, I'll tell you this. If you do ever go to watch the show, even if you're not interested in the story, 
from an art perspective, they lift locations and art and scenes and backgrounds directly from the game. Like they'll pan out before they go in a scene, you know, to establish a location as you do in TV shows. And I'll go, I've been in that warehouse before. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like that apartment looks like V's apartment and the sound effects, like it's the same when you get a phone call, same sound. Wakako is in it. She's one of the fixers. I think they call them. I can't remember the people who have jobs. Yes. Fixers. She doesn't play a prominent role, but she's in there. Like she shows up. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of crossover, not just with the fact that they come from the same universe, but the art, the sound effects, and a lot of the themes that are used. So, something to keep in mind for fans out there of the game and or the show. All yeah. right, let's get into the news. There's a lot of news. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so much news. We'll start with Sony. Fans of Horizon Forbidden West are probably pretty happy right now because there are strong rumors that there is downloadable content in the works. Not that anybody, I think, didn't think that was coming. Silence voice actor Lance Reddick actually put up a tweet that he was hard at work doing a voice session for the game and then later deleted that tweet because he probably wasn't supposed to tweet that out. Mm-hmm. In addition to that... There are rumors of a Zero Dawn remake, which I don't know if that was recently confirmed or not, but they're pretty strong. The main thing I've been seeing, like the feedback about Horizon Zero Dawn being remade, is a bunch of really angry Bloodborne fans wondering why Bloodborne <laughs> isn't being remade. <laughs> like, it's all over. Just look at all the like the responses and like uh-huh. you know like in Twitter and, and whatnot. I don't think Bloodborne's ever coming to PC. I don't think it's ever going to get remade. <laughs> I th- why not <laughs> they just won't do it <laughs> man it's like the waluigi of massacre games that's what it is yeah anytime anything with that realm comes about any kind of sony port to pc anything it's like bloodborne not nah, friend <laughs> uh-uh i wouldn't mind a pc release because i i know that there's a certain magic that comes with pc a la mods Yes. And I really enjoyed seeing the mod. Somebody did a first person mod for Spider Man and it looks glorious. Oh, that's wild. I know. All the spinning and everything. You think it would give you vertigo, but they actually did a really good job kind of splitting the difference between realism and like what would actually make a good gameplay sequence. So there you go. But yeah, um, as far as these remasters, why are they remastering anything from the PS4? Why not just do an upscale like they did with God of War? I don't know why they're only going back one generation and re-releasing these games. Like, I, they're, it's still on the shelf. It plays in my PS5. I don't really need another one. Yeah, I don't know. Especially to make it for PS5, because I know there were a bunch of problems with Zero Dawn on PC. I'm a PC gamer, guys. Uh, on PC <laughs> at launch, um, it just wasn't optimized. It didn't take into account that the way that you move with a keyboard and mouse is so different from like a controller that is Mm. the way you pan the camera like you could just completely break the game by just turning in 360 maybe they shouldn't put bloodborne on pc sounds (laughs) like uh, that might make people even more mad i think so (laughs) they won't do it right all right well continuing with people being mad at playstation playstation stars we talked about it a couple of weeks ago hit with a bit of backlash now it launched yesterday here in north america and i think in europe sometime next week maybe but essentially just to remind people it's that kind of multi-tiered rewards program that they're rolling out we got more details and one of the details we got is the top tier access level four 
will actually give customers priority in support chat. So, <laughs> mm, capitalism. A little bit. I mean, because the way that you get to tier four is, and this is not all, this, none of this is retroactive. So I started at level zero when I signed up, even though I already have all of these technically. You have to purchase, what was it? At least four full price games from the PlayStation Store, and at least 128 rare trophies have to be gotten while playing. And then you stay at tier four at least for the remainder of the year that you did that, plus 13 months. Kind of cool, I guess. So I eventually probably will get to tier four naturally, but... It's not a new system. My car insurance does this. Because I've been mm. a customer for so long, I get priority. Sephora mm. does this with their like point system. You get like mm. better rewards the more money you give them. I, I It's not new. It's stinky, but it's not new. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's comes... I guess it comes with the territory of, you know, them trying to reward loyalty, I guess. Yeah. Still a little gross because it is tied to something that you don't really... Who needs to buy four games from the PlayStation Store? Right. You know, so it's like encouraging that. And the people that do that, of course, get the support quicker. So... Yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm not a big fan of it. Hopefully, if enough fuss is raised, they may scale that back and see that as a bad move. More to come on that, possibly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. I I, I would think that... I don't know with PlayStation, though, man. They just... Lately... Mm, I don't know. Mm, Jim Ryan. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I go on all day about that guy. But just this week, data miners actually found a secret fifth tier, four stars, called Diamond. And it's apparently invitation only. There you go. Yeah, it's for the streamers so they can get their games working, I'm sure. Anybody that can advertise. Yeah, because at that point, if if you get priority in customer service at tier four, what what is tier five? They just like airdrop a replacement PlayStation to your house if yours bugs <laughs> out? Like... You know, they come and, like, rub your back while you're playing the game. Like, what happens? Oh, man, I'd do that. Sign me up. Yeah, I'll buy 60 games. <laughs> Please. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on to Nintendo news. Thank you again for coming with me, because I remember that you're a PC player, and I cover a lot of console stuff, and I don't even know if we have any PC stuff. We got a little PC stuff, courtesy of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, almost anything... I mean, Sony and Nintendo <laughs> up at the top obviously are not PC, but like mm. the way Game Pass and everything functions, I, I basically have an Xbox too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's plow on through Nintendo. You were excited about this story. Detective Pikachu 2. Pika Pika. Is imminent. Pokemon Company, they put up a job posting and it mentioned Detective Pikachu by name saying it was, quote, nearing release. I'm so happy about that. Me too. I don't have anything exciting yet. I'm just really excited about it. And I'm wondering like what my giant Pikachu amiibo is going to do. <laughs> I have the giant detective Pikachu amiibo. He's so big. How big? He's Well, hold on. I'll show you. He's okay. so big. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to get amiibo. <laughs> hold on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here I am. Ah. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Look, it's as big oh as my head. God. Look at this big boy. What do you do with that guy? You pet him. <laughs> and you give him a little kiss. But not too much static electricity. Yeah. The cool thing is, 
is they have a base uh, specific to the game. And if you look, it looks like a map from the game. And then there's a little coffee shop. You see that? That's so cute. Because he loves coffee. (laughs) You're awesome. I'm going to set you over here and look at you lovingly during the rest of the episode. All right. (laughs) (sighs) Moving on to more silly news. Skyrim Anniversary Edition. So Skyrim is being re-released again to the surprise of no one. Of course, it's going to be re-released until the end of time. What's interesting about this is while you can get the Anniversary Edition on PC and other consoles for give or take 20 bucks, I think I saw it for as cheap as like 18 bucks on PC, probably going to end up being cheaper. For the Switch, it's still $70. So stupid. <laughs> it really is. Why? I, I Well, I have a couple of theories. <laughs> a lot of people were thinking that, oh no... Is Nintendo adopting the new $70 game thing that, you know, PlayStation 5? And I was like, no, no, No. because it's not a newer console, right? It's still kind of, I mean, it's competing with this generation, but still kind of last gen. Yeah. So that didn't seem right. But a lot of people speculated, and I didn't know this until I looked it up and confirmed it. They couldn't charge less because the original Skyrim is still 60 bucks. Oh my God. On Switch. On Switch. Yeah. (laughs) I, what, who is still buying Skyrim? Who? I, I, I did get the, the, the one, I got the, the <laughs> Switch. You're the, the problem, Michael! Well, the, you could get the Master Sword and, like, the tunic <laughs> from Breath of the Wild. It's awesome. Like, you scan an amiibo and, like, a treasure chest falls from the sky? This shit is dope. You could hit, you could hit, like, a dragon in the head and win the fight, maybe. I haven't tried it. You just have it. Exactly. So <laughs> the fact that Nintendo hardly ever drops their prices and they just kept the game at 60. And I mean, there's an argument to be made about the brand and about how expensive cartridges are, whatever. To me, what they should have done is first drop the price of the original edition and yeah. then release this one. Like maybe drop the price of the original to 40, release this for 50, which is still too much. Yeah. But I don't know. 70? Come on. How old is that game? That came out before I graduated high school. Yeah, it twenty. It's been over a decade. I think it came out in twenty eleven. Yep, no. perfect on the nose. November twenty eleven. It came out exactly when Dark Souls came out because I remember I was going back and forth between the two, and I was still living at the apartment. So I I have this little weird timeline in my head about where I lived and what I was playing. So <laughs> yeah, I. People are seeing as a harbinger that they're going to put more expensive games. I think it's just a weird pricing thing with the fact that it's already on the Switch and hasn't dropped. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, still silly. <laughs> well, and I think also wasn't there an upgrade for Xbox and PlayStation that was like $10 or some tomfoolery? Yeah, they had like... So you had the regular Skyrim that was released for Xbox One and PS4. And then they charged for an upgrade and they added some extra creator studio stuff or some like mods that were made. I, I don't know. Okay. And, or, or maybe that was this, maybe you could upgrade to the anniversary edition with another $10. I don't know. If you buy it by itself, it's still really cheap. Yeah. None of it makes sense. No. <laughs> Stop buying Skyrim. <laughs> Stop buying Skyrim. I agree. We let, Let's put out Skyrim six. Bethesda, yeah. you cowards. What are you doing? 
your online everybody that makes an online game they make so much money from it they're like why would we ever make another regular game and you it, that's the people we need to stop buying stop playing skyrim online so they'll make a new one or whatever not skyrim elder scrolls you know what I mean. <laughs> it's the same video games yes so all right so we we've been talking about nintendo in relation to union busting Ugh. And they actually had an interview with the employee who claims they were fired for asking a union-related question. The employee's name is Mackenzie Clifton. I got the link of the interview in Axios. So, okay. To bring people up to speed, last February, Nintendo fired a contract employee that was working for them through Aston Carter. The employee claimed that they were fired because in a meeting, they directed a question to Doug Bowser asking what they thought of the unionization trend in QA and the games industry as of late. And Nintendo officially claimed it was because they tweeted sensitive information about a game that was in development. Well, they released the tweet in question, and the tweet that he actually put out says... In today's build, someone somewhere must have deleted every other texture in the game because everything is now red, just like pure red. It's very silly. Which completely ruins Mario Odyssey 2 for me. I'm very upset. Why is everything red in Mario? Why is everything red? So obviously (laughs) that's silly. It doesn't give away any information for it. Nintendo's developing a game. (laughs) So, But I... I don't know. From my perspective, like I work in healthcare and HIPAA is a whole thing. I know that if I post anything as an employee of my hospital, if anything could maybe possibly be tied to my actual job, like I I can get in big trouble for it. I know it's a big thing with developers to kind of like tease things or just kind of like talk about their job and people should be allowed to. But it's yeah. it's not I don't know. Obviously it is linked. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> No, no, no. And I totally get your perspective. And that's actually a really good point to bring up. With HIPAA, you really don't want to fuck around because that's people's personal information. That's their medical information. So even hinting if enough pieces can be put together, right? Yes. With this... I don't think it's enough. No, it's not enough. And even back before the tweet was actually released, a lot of other defenders of McKenzie were saying that they've tweeted out stuff like that similar before and if it actually did reveal any information that would be like a hand slap right yeah they wouldn't go scorched earth on that person not initially so the fact that they asked that question and then were fired almost right after kind of speaks to that also he mentioned in the interview that later in the same day that he asked the question, he was contacted by his contracting firm and said that moving forward, he should direct such, quote, downer questions to them instead of Nintendo. Oh, boy. Discussing unionization is such a downer to Doug Bowser and Nintendo. Why would you do that to them? No bummers in Nintendo. This is a fun space. Yes, a fun space for our corporate overlords. Don't you talk to them about unions. (laughs) He went home and he cried into his Mario-shaped pillow because of that. How dare you? (laughs) Speaking of Mario's pillows, mm, rest in peace. Damn. What's Mario known for? He's caked up. I have a book literally called Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. (laughs) You know about that booty. I'm serious. I'll go get the book too. I will. But... (laughs) 
we saw the direct today, but even before that, they released a screenshot and several people noticed that Mario's backside in this screenshot was decidedly more deflated than we're used to seeing from our favorite plump plumber. People are more upset about that, I think, than the fact that he's being voiced by Chris Pratt. Yeah, I'm enraged. It's a controversy. It's cats all over again. Show me the buttholes. Give me the butts. You know, and speaking of buttgate, they did the same thing in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Solid Snake <laughs> had such a huge ass and brawl. Yes. It was lovely. It was wonderful. And we need that. We need that booty. Give it to us. They took it away in Ultimate, and now they're taking away Mario's booty. And I want to know, what is the war on butts going on right now in the video game industry? Can we can we get down to the bottom of that? We get literally to the bottom of that, please. Yeah, what's what's the problem? What is the problem? That said, have you did you watch the trailer today? No, I've been out all day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You just got home from work. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you, uh, so I will be broad when I talk about it. But for folks who haven't seen it, just Google mario movie trailer it's out there i kind of loved it and i i like laughed out loud they landed a joke in the trailer that i really liked so you'll probably know it when you see it i was kind of curious how the voices would play out you do hear mario speak you hear toad speak you hear kamek speak and you hear bowser speak jack black is definitely voice acting like you can tell it's jack black if you're listening for it but uh-huh. he does make his voice more gruffer to try to sound more bowser like good i didn't hear a ton of chris pratt just a little bit and i mean it was fine i knew it would be a lot of people were freaking out when they saw the voice acting like i don't like him as a person yeah. but i don't doubt that he would do a good job because i've seen him do a good job in the in you know voice acting in the past same with the rest of them to be honest but yeah, I, hopefully this will quell a lot of people's fears. From the little bit we saw, it looked pretty decent to me. So I'm glad. Yeah, Chris Pratt, while he is crazy, mm-hmm. very talented. Yeah. She, Shigeru Miyamoto thinks he's so cool. So. <laughs> of course he does. There's that. <laughs> he's got a bohawk. He's the coolest guy around. So cool. Speaking of actually cool, they also dropped this week Nintendo a 15-minute Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer, and I'm so happy. I love Pokemon. I love it so much. I I'm love excited. Pokemon. <laughs> Who could have guessed? <laughs> Holding my large Pikachu amiibo. Um, so they revealed a lot of new things. I'm not going to go over everything they revealed in the trailer, but what was notable to me, what I learned, because I don't think I knew this before. I'm not sure if other people did. They have that terrorize or terrorization or whatever it is you know where you can like make your pokemon crystallize and change their type and their type like sprouts off the top of their head okay so like for example you could change chansey's type to ghost and a ghost will be he'll be wearing like a crystal ghost hat or <laughs> if pseudo widow will be wearing like flowers because you changed to grass type it's so silly but what i learned is that all pokemon can have any of the potential terra types you can have a pikachu Terra to any type, but that particular Pikachu, once you catch it, if it terras to water, it will always terra to water. You're gonna catch a different Pikachu and hopefully get one that'll terra to the the type that you oh. want, right? Yeah. What's cool about it is I think it it really shakes up what to expect in competitive battles because you know you throw out a Pokemon 
and you're like, okay, that's rock dark type. I, I'm, I got a fighting move. We're good to go. Right. But then, you know, you Terra and then you switch to like ghost type or something else. And it just throws off the whole game. I kind of like yeah. it. I, I hope you can shorten the animations because when they show the little, like first they take the pokeball and they're like, crystal. And then they throw the crystal pokeball and then uh, crystals form around your Pokemon. And then there's a camera <laughs> swing. And then the crystals break, and then the cr- and then and then like just camera pans, camera pans, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it was cool the first time I saw it. Uh, speed it up, please. Thank you. Been a problem since 3ds Pokemon, where it's yeah. just like you need a little setting that's like, I get it. You spent a lot of time on this. Great, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. Come on, we're gonna do a thousand of these. Let's go. Yeah. So. Arceus really spoiled me, and it looks like they're taking some of that DNA into this game. Speaking of Let's Go, there's a command called Let's Go, where you just throw out your first in-line Pokemon, and it will go out and battle on its own. So let's say you see a wild Pokemon just walking around, minding its own business. Let's go, Quaxley! Quaxley just runs over there, kicks his ass... And then if he picks up any items that may have dropped and then runs back to you, you did nothing. Wow. So it's even less than Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of love it. So obviously important trainer battles you'll still do. If you want to catch the Pokemon, that's different. You want to go into battle for that. I don't think you can catch in the field so far from what I've seen. Gotcha. Which is unfortunate, but whatever. But the fact that you can have Pokemon walk with you and you can send them out to grab items or fight weaker Pokemon just to kind of help them level up as you're traveling, I think that's neat. I'm into it. That is cool. Yep, yep. And the other thing I learned was that there's a crafting system and you'll make your own technical machines, which is what the people use to teach their Pokemon moves, of course. So, yeah, you can make your own TMs. And there was like a picnic mechanic where you can like play games and wash your Pokemon and feed them and, and play ball. Oh. It's like Nintendo Dogs. Oh, there was that in a uh, Pokemon X. That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, Sword and Shield uh, had it yeah. too. And uh, they just seem to expand upon that. So there are many games to clean the Pokemon and to make sandwiches for all your Pokemon. And the cool thing is this time the food that you feed your Pokemon will give you field buffs. So it might make, for a limited time, your Pokemon gain more experience. Or maybe Pokemon of the fairy type are easier to catch. Blah, 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 blah. So there you go. Cool. Pretty cool. That's all I really kind of gleaned from it. But folks that are interested, head on out there and watch it. It's a lot of fun. They show some really decent stuff. And of course, that's popping out, I think, November 18th for those interested. Moving on to Microsoft News. All right, whoop, whoop, Microsoft slash PC. <laughs> Microsoft Xbox launches Project Amplify to address gaming's desperate need for more black developers. We're rooting for everybody black here at Player Two, so yep. I think this is awesome. So the details on this, they hosted a panel at Revolt Summit 2022 in Atlanta. Great place to do that. And that was uh, late September The aim is just to outreach to black developers, assist with charting their careers in the video game industry. For those who are interested and want more info, there is a link I'm going to share in the show notes that kind of takes you through the offering and how you can get involved. I think it's a really great program. I think we need more like them. Being able to kind of get gaming space diversified because for those who are not terrible, 
we understand that diversity is great, and the more that yes. we have, the better things become. I'm hoping that this is the first of many and that this is very successful, and uh, I wish everybody that checks it out well. Like I said, I'll highlight that in the show notes for those interested. And then recently, and this is more on the Blizzard Activision acquisition, the CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, commented on the CMA taking a closer look at that deal. What the CEO said was, they estimate that Microsoft is around number four and number five in the space of gaming, touting Sony as being the first. So they're like, if this is about competition, let's compete. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to level the playing field, according to that CEO. Yeah. That may be true, but the article I read was quick to point out that Activision would likely make Microsoft the biggest games publisher. And on top of that, Microsoft as a whole. And I think we've had some arguments in the Discord about this. Not even arguments, we, we were discussing it back <laughs> when the original acquisition was announced, yeah. how some people kind of immediately bought in, like, yeah, you know, Xbox isn't as big as Sony, but Microsoft as a company, as a whole, is much yeah. bigger than Sony. Microsoft is like, no, look over here. Look just at our gaming department. Just at that. It's so small. But nah, Microsoft itself is a pretty big behemoth, and this will give them a very huge advantage in one of their offerings, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Buffering a company with, you know, a market 20 times the size of its next competitor. Yeah, it's... And how do you... I don't know how to say this. How do you actually make sure that all of those people that you are now controlling, essentially, are actually healthy? And, like, I don't know, still putting out great games? Are you just going to be like Ubisoft, who has so many studios, and they just put out the same thing all the time? In Shutter Studios all the time. EA yeah. is really good about that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my fear is that they're gonna suck everybody up and then chew out and take the people that they want and then we're left with a smaller gamer sphere. Yeah. I will say this, because I definitely fear when things kind of consolidate and coalesce too. And Big Nkrumah had discussed this with me as well. He is obviously anti capitalist, but he's also not completely against it because, you know, we discussed how Xbox doesn't have that many exclusives. And in the gaming space, yeah. it would help it compete, right? There's also just the case of Activision Blizzard. How well are the employees being treated now? Historically, not so great. Yeah. Could it be a step down for them? Possibly. But the way that Phil Spencer is constantly out there saying based things. If he means them, who knows? They have a they have a face they want to put on, and yes. they have a reputation they want to maintain. And the whole world is watching because this acquisition is gigantic. And if they flub this, this could set the tone moving forward for quite some time. So with all eyes on them and with all the pressure that they're under... To think that not only would they take over Activision Blizzard, but they would make it worse for the employees, take their ball and go home, not put their games on other platforms. A lot of that doesn't seem like it would be in their best interest, but I guess we'll have to wait and no, see. But I also, I don't think it will happen immediately either. Like say True. five years from now, everything about Activision Blizzard has blown over. Right. Then they can kind of do whatever they want. I don't know. No, no, you're right. Like in the gaming world, the news flies so fast and, you know, you put a good game in gamers' hands, most of them will just, you know, completely turn away from whatever situation is at hand. 
Can yeah. they wait until all of this blows over and then do what they want? Who knows? I like to think that the industry is changing and the fact that more and more unionization stories are getting out there, treatment yeah. of the employees, more instances of exposés on crunch and toxic work environments. It does feel like culturally we are shifting to an environment in this industry and many others that supports the worker. Now, yeah. it's going to be a long road ahead, but the fact that we're kind of shifting in that mindset as a collective, I hope that that will allow us to not completely take our eyes off of what they're doing. I hope so too. And I'm, I'm just being pessimistic about it. I think that's worst case scenario. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being pessimistic about it because somebody needs to, you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> viewpoint is valid. That's, you get shit done. You're like, hey, I'm watching you. I don't believe yeah. anything you say. Yeah. Me, a 27 year old in the Midwest, I'm going to, I'm going to take them down. Enya's watching you. Yep. Look out, Mr. Fix your Microsoft. Shit, Microsoft. Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Me and this army, me and, me and the gamer friends, we're watching you. Mm hmm. <laughs> if people are watching game pass it's a good month for game pass it's been great yeah there's a lot of awesome games coming out a lot of games of the devil slash horror variety which yes. all of us are into not a single one of us doesn't like it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody has weird fears about ghosts or anything it's uh... not at all at all definitely definitely Notably, I wanted to just say, because I've been following this game, Scorn is dropping on the 14th, which is a week earlier than it was anticipated to drop, which is really cool. And that is that H.R. Geiger-esque weird body horror first person adventure shooter thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't do body horror. I I don't either, although for some reason, maybe it's the Uncanny Valley. In games, it doesn't bother me as much. Gotcha. So if it's like really fantastic, almost like Cthulhu-like, if it kind of brushes along those edges, even if it is body horror, I'll check it out. But I'm with you. Like there was recently, I can't remember the name of the game, but it was the one that was censored on Sony, but not on Xbox. Do you remember Oh, I don't remember what the title is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And there were some, like, I'm not going to go into specifics of the themes, but there was some gruesome stuff and some stuff that, honestly, she's girl in the chair. She's checking it out. Um, There was, honestly, some things that I thought would trigger me. I was like, oh, I I think I would play the Sony version. I don't want to play that. I don't want to experience that. Who wants to do that? There was some gross stuff that you had to do or could do, I should say. It's uh, Martha's Dead. Martha is dead. is dead. That's right. Man, you remember all the controversy around GTA Five and that torture scene? That was not that bad. So quaint. Yeah. <laughs> Look where we are now. Simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> Obama's America. <laughs> <laughs> we were softer then. Yeah. We ripped off the band-aid so it could heal properly, but ooh, was it nasty under there? Um <laughs> moving on. All right, Phil Spencer. Speaking of Phil Spencer, let's go ahead and look at what he's doing. He discussed recently in response to some player gripes in regards to Quick Resume. He discussed looking at the option to disable Quick Resume. Now, this may affect you more than me, although, I mean, obviously you game on PC rather than an Xbox. However, 
I think you play these types of games more than I do. Uh, people who play online games, you know, your, your Halo Infinite, your Apex, your FIFA, etc. When you quick resume, it just wrecks havoc on the game. People have reported like losing perks and other stuff. I don't know why you would quick resume an online game, though. I find that kind of odd. Yeah, that is super weird. But I guess, I guess if you don't shut down out of the game and automatically quick resume so it's less like yeah because on, on the on the playstation you have to like you have to say yes rest mode please and it's just one game obviously but with mm-hmm. xbox it's a little bit more easy to accidentally quick resume so the option to disable quick resume for specific games as a toggle or a choice from the player i do think is pretty valuable and i'm surprised they haven't done it yet i just never needed to because i mostly play single player games so mm. Yeah, it's it's not a thing on PC, and I haven't touched an actual console in so long. But yeah, just turn your consoles off sometimes, guys. It's good for you. It's good for the environment. Just give them a rest. Yeah, but here here's the thing, Anya. This is kind of what's really cool about the Series X and S. You can shut off the Xbox. Uh-huh. Unplug the Xbox. You can leave them shits for like a week and come back and replug it in and quick resume will still have those games ready for you. That's wild. Isn't it? Isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I when I did play Apex prior to Series X and stuff, I remember like if I reloaded it after like restarting it, it would be like, hey, connection failed. So it's <laughs> kind of weird that it's causing issues now. Yeah, yeah. So for those who are frustrated by the fact that you're quick resuming and you don't want to on certain games, it's being looked at. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Little look-see for you, for, for the fellas out there playing the Apex. You're welcome. You are welcome. That was straight from Enya. She actually yep. was the one that said, hey, Microsoft, get your shit in a box. Clean it up. Yep. Phil Set Spencer and best buds. Best buds. Exactly. Know a few people. We do. Konami. I'm doing some Konami news now. A new Silent Hill title was recently raided in South Korea. It was titled Silent Hill The Short Message. Now, the publisher is listed as Uniana. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Which does regular publications of Konami titles in South Korea. So this seems pretty legit. And I read that speculation could be that this is related to Kojima's concept for Silent Hills, where as you played the game, players would receive real-life text. I love this as a concept. Right? It's kind of creepy. I really like... I know you're a PC gamer. You've probably played horror games where they did weird shit with your computer. Like, they'd send you, like, little messages and stuff after you shut down the game. Have you ever played one of those games before? Oh, man. I played Doki Doki Literature Club completely blind. (laughs) Yeah, had no idea. I thought it was just a cute little like romance visual novel. I was like, oh, oh I'm into this stuff. God, that's so <laughs> awesome. Who got you into it? Or did you just grab it? I think it was it was during my Tumblr days, so I think I saw people talking about it and I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. It's oh, free. Man. Okay. I it's so hard to talk about Doki Doki because for anybody that's listening that haven't played it, I don't want to say a single thing. No. We need to discuss that a little bit offline, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for those who, who can't see me, my mouth just dropped. I was like, oh! <laughs> <Woo>! Yeah. <laughs> Very but cool. I, ha- I have played, like, 
This is so this is so cringe. Again, Tumblr days. I used to play a mobile game that was like romance these anime boys. And they would Ooh. text you during like certain times of the day. So you'd have to like open the app and it would be like real time communication. It's, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. It sounds amazing. The concept is great. So I'm super excited about them doing something like that, like more in the horror space. Yeah. Could you imagine if <laughs> if you could imagine if Dead by Daylight was texting Big Nkrumah? Oh my goodness. He would throw his phone out. He would. He literally would. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Get on it, Dead by Daylight devs. Get on that shit. All right. So I always have two minds about a new Silent Hill from Konami because Team Silent is disbanded. So it's not spiritually what I fell in love with. I mean, ever since probably post Silent Hill 4, I could take it or leave it. But I mean, I was kind of excited for Kojima's Silent Hill. And if they get a good developer, who knows? So, you know, yeah. just a little, little bit, a little bit. Yeah, PT was so cool. Extremely cool. I definitely kept that on my uh, my PS4. I will never delete it. <laughs> All right. Rockstar Games. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the huge leak. Big, big leak. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to a picture that you put up, I knew exactly where the setting was. Won't say it here because that was a whole spoiler warning thing. But <laughs> there's been developments. The hacker was alleged, the alleged hacker, excuse me, was arrested by UK police. And I didn't put a whole lot of notes here, so I'm going to go off of memory. From what I recall, the hacker was 17. Yeah. And people were speculating that the hacker was part of a larger group, and perhaps that group threw him under the bus. So he may or may not have done the whole hack, but he's basically taken the fall for it. Do you know if anything further developed from that, or do you see anything? I haven't seen anything new. I assume he'll probably squeal, as they tend to do. Yeah, he's probably singing right now for sure, poor kid. Yeah. A lot of people were like, throw the book at him, and I'm like, obviously- What he did was wrong. And I mean, we've discussed that before. Like, people online are saying it's a victimless crime. It's not. No. You know, I mean, I get if you don't want to shill for a large corporation or, or take two, but there are people further on down the chain that this affects because the hack, I think, was into a software that they use for remote work. So, Rockstar probably, if they haven't already, could have easily just been like, all right, no more work from home because we got hacked. Yeah. That kind of sucks. But yeah, people are like, throw the book at the kid. And I was like, you know, he's 17. I'm hoping that they're lenient with him. And then maybe if he sings, they will be. And maybe this leads to him getting a job and going legit. I don't know. Because the hack's impressive. The hack is impressive, I have to say. Yeah, if it was just him, I think he has a job in cybersecurity down the line. For sure. I, I know that's happened with other hackers. But he's young. He probably found bunch of guys that he wanted to impress online or girls you know people online that they were like oh yeah let's do this and you know as they say he fell into the wrong crowd and now he's uh dealing with the consequences yeah he'll probably do like security for the gibson and make everybody call him the plague so that'll be cool hell yeah hack the planet moving on activision blizzard overwatch 2 oh man some stuff going on with overwatch 2 i think you saw this because we were discussing in the discord a little bit So for players of Overwatch 1, trying to get into Overwatch 2, the game is using a two-factor authentication system to, I guess, the idea that what Activision is trying or what Blizzard is trying to do is prevent fraud or people from, like, getting in to hack the game by setting up accounts. 
I don't know. The two-factor is supposed to authenticate that the user is not a bot? I don't know. Yeah, so I, I said this in the Discord. Uh, Siege uses the same system, but specifically for ranked to prevent stuff like smurfing. I gotcha. do think it's weird that it's all of the time and not just for ranked if you want to get into there. I don't casual mode is weird. For the layman's out there, what is smurfing? Smurfing is when you make a new account, say you are good at the game, and so you play, you get ranked with somebody that's also very good, or you get match ranked with somebody that's also very good, and those games are harder. And maybe you don't want to play hard games. Maybe you want to just chill out and you want to ace every round. So you make a new account, and they stick you in the baby lobbies, and you tear through the baby lobbies. That's right. Smurf, yeah. Yeah. Get in, get in there. Except you no, because I'm the baby. You want to <laughs> stop on the ants. Yeah, that definitely sucks. So the issue with the fact that they have the mandatory two-factor authentication system that requires SMS is people with prepaid phone services, your Cricket, your Mint. I'm actually on Mint. I fucking love Mint. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. I don't want to do an advertisement for them, but it's <laughs> it's it's cheap and it works. I mean, come on. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I was paying over $200 a month just for two lines of Verizon. I hate them. So I, I, I was like, Gross. whatever. I'm just going to buy my phone from you and I'm going to go to Mint. For those people who have the prepaid phone services, I guess they can't do it or whatever. So yeah. people who don't have a lot of money are on a budget phone plan. Like they're just basically... Their character, their progress, everything in Overwatch is gone, you know? And that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's causing that. Or if I, it's intentional. I don't know either. I mean, I think I read somewhere that with prepaid, it's easier to mask the source of owner of the account. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, who cares? Burner phones. I don't fucking know. Anyways, it people, there are so many other ways to get around what they're trying to prevent. Like, I understand why they're trying to do it, but they're just hurting actual people out there who just don't want to pay, like, huge cell phone bills. Yeah. They heard the complaints, luckily. So recently, I think it was this week, they rolled it back a little bit. Overwatch 1 players that have an active or connected Battle.net account can be grandfathered in, but it's still up in the air regarding new players. So if you're like brand new and you want to get authenticated, you, you better have that AT&T. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and it's a free game. Like, of course you're going to be getting more people who don't have a huge income. Exactly. That's so silly. That's kind of the target. So, Yeah. I think it's pretty silly, too. Hopefully, they will continue to address and improve that. It harkens back to DRM. I feel like every single time a company tries to, like, stop people from abusing the system, they end up inadvertently hurting, you know, regular folks. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that all goes. And uh, happier news, CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt. Are they are they still the red? What's the red part? Sometimes I see them refer to CD Projekt and sometimes I don't. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Maybe. Do they have multiple studios? Oh, no. It probably does denote a studio. Ah, whatever. Anyway. 
on Twitter, they're announcing all the new games. Pew, 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 pew. We got like a, a Witcher trilogy. We got uh, another Cyberpunk. We got some Cyberpunk DLC. We got a brand new mystery IP. They ain't even tell us what it is. Roadmap. All coming. We don't know when. Hopefully in the next 10 years, because that is way too many games considering how much trouble they had just, you know, doing Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I am a little bit excited about them continuing Witcher stories. I love The Witcher 3. I think it's great. Yeah, me too. I, uh, man, I don't remember where 3 left off with Siri, but I think it'd be so cool to, like, follow her. I don't think it's a huge spoiler. And obviously it depends on, like, what path you take in the game. But I think the canon version basically leaves off with her training to be a Witcher or, or already working as a Witcher. Well, then they got the character. Just do it. They got it. They got it. I hope so. That'd be an instant buy for me. Oh, no. She's great. I would love to play as her and get her story and see how that goes. And I'm actually really excited about a sequel to Cyberpunk because they already built the world. Now they have more time to refine, maybe put in some of the ideas they wanted to originally implement. And for those who are familiar with the studio from start to finish, Witcher 3 was really good. Witcher 1 and 2 were a little rough. I would argue Witcher 1 is better than Witcher 2 because Witcher 2 was made with one foot in PC and one foot in console and they didn't really know what they were doing. So it was kind of like an awkward phase. It was kind of like their Cyberpunk 2077 for the Witcher series, to be honest, in my opinion. (laughs) But they, they ironed it all out and they came with a fantastic game. They garnered this reputation and people thought maybe they can do it again. I think they have it in them. I think they just bit off more than they can chew doing all that yeah. with a new IP. Yeah, I, I I, almost worry about them announcing it this early just because of the hype monster that 2077 was. Yeah, well, hopefully people are cooling their jets just knowing like what hype can do, especially to this particular studio. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. All right, I, I wanted to bring up a story that I had on the notes a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't bring it up because there was just like an E3 amount of news. It was so much news. <laughs> and it's a little story. D23, they announced a lot of things for Disney. One of the things that they announced gamer-wise was that they are remastering Gargoyles for the Sega Genesis. And I am a huge Gargoyles mark. I love that show. I actually, I have the cartridge. It's You, you can probably, you can't see it from here. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's right there. Just trust okay. me. I'm going to point my finger at it. Wow, Gargoyles. Awesome. The game is really hard, and I kind of hated it, but I also loved it because it was the only Gargoyles game there ever was. And it sounds like they are going to address the controls and probably how it, it kind of plays, So, which were my biggest issues with it initially, and give it updated graphics. So I'm here for it. I will get that day one. It gives me hope because... Again, the, the meme where the mom is like swimming with the kid and the other kid is drowning and then there's the skeleton at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Gargoyles has been the skeleton at the bottom of the pool. They haven't really done much with the franchise since it's kind of mm, arguably, I mean, objectively terrible third season. And uh, not enough people, unfortunately, bought it on DVD when it came out. I, I did. I bought all of them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are watching it on Disney Plus and kind of refalling in love with it. And I'm like, Yes! The day is mine. So people are remembering how awesome it is. And hopefully there'll be more to come. I've been since the first Kingdom Hearts. I've been like Gargoyles and Kingdom Hearts. And and now the series isn't even that good anymore. But I still want it. I still want it to show up. So uh-huh. campaigning out here in these streets. 
I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. The developer that's actually remastering it is Empty Clip. And they did the Streets of Rage and Yakuza crossover, Streets of Kamurocho. Did you play that? It was it was on PC, but it was free. It's on Steam. No. <laughs> Do you like beat-em-ups? No, they're not my thing. I Fair I enough. skipped over uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. I can't watch all of that. You don't like the punchy punch? Well, it's it's not the punchy punch. It's just it's always too much on the screen. It's like I don't like bullet hells either for the same ah, reason. Ah, I see, I see. Well, I mean, Streets of Rage is pretty chill, and by extension, Streets of Kamurocho, because it was it was basically a Streets of Rage two hack, and they just kind of put oh. sprites of characters from Yakuza on it. It was it was pretty cool. It was neat. Um, anyways, I'm into it and I'm super happy. Miscellaneous news. Stuff we couldn't fit into a subject, a category. Some cool stuff. In the last couple of weeks, Video Game Donkey, noted gaming YouTuber, announced that he was going to start a video game publishing company called Big Mode. Do you watch Donkey at all? I watch the ones that... Tim sends me (laughs) (laughs) or like whenever something big happens sometimes he talks about sims I think so I watch those okay all right right on I am uh I I pretty much watch all of his videos I'm a pretty big fan I haven't been there since day one but I think around the time he was doing videos on like just cause two which is a while ago oh man um he is encouraging interested developers that want to know what big mode is all about that whatever stage of development you're in just apply for funding he's going to take a look he doesn't want creative control he just wants to make good indie games happen and he's automatically disqualifying any games that implement nfts or blockchain technology which i think is awesome yes and he's also hoping to create kind of a networking hub for video game pros to get together share their portfolios that type of thing I've seen a little bit of backlash. A lot of people that are really pissed about it and wanting him to fail. I yeah, I don't get that. I, I guess it's just like the toxic side of the industry. Like, how dare you think you can just publish video games? Just do it. What? That's, you know. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, I I don't know if it's the best move for him, but I wish him well. And I hope he does succeed. And that this doesn't forever change the way he looks at video games because publishing can be wild. You know what I mean? I mean, there yeah. are people that do it well. Digital Devolver comes to mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it can be done well and ethically and awesomely. Yeah, I uh, I wish all the best for him. I think it's a really cool concept. I think that whole little networking, the LinkedIn, just for small video game people. I think that sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. And I like his style. He has highlighted a lot of games over the years that I would have not otherwise known about. So mm-hmm. if he continues to develop those connections and through big mode, we get some awesome games and it becomes like the next Evolver. Yes. And I mean, if not, we still got Donkey videos. He says he's still going to make those. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> With what time? I don't know. Speaking of still making it, you know who's not still making it? Google. It being Stadia. Mm. (laughs) Dead in the ground. This is so funny because when I saw the story, I thought like it had already happened. I have a a distinct memory going, well, Stadia is done. I think it was a story about how Google was saying that it wasn't being adopted. And so they're looking at utilizing the technology for other things like leasing it out and selling it to people to use for like 
Peloton games and shit like that, you know? Yeah. But apparently it's news. So here we go. <laughs> Citing low adoption rates, shutting down Stadia. It'll remain active until January 18th, 2023. One cool thing they're doing, they're offering full refunds for purchased games and add-on content and any equipment bought to play Stadia, like the controllers and whatnot, which is cool. They mentioned that they'll probably have, hopefully have, most of the refunds done before it even shuts down. Now, I don't think that I'm controversial in saying Google and most tech companies are pretty bad when it comes to gaming. Google, in particular, bad when it comes to just doing anything new. There's yeah. a long list of shit that they had to like close down, right? I saw a really great breakdown of this on Reddit of somebody who used to work at Google, and they said everybody puts all their effort into creating the next big thing because that's how you get a promotion. Maintaining that does not get you anywhere. Wow. So there's no point to continue developing anything. It's not going to get you recognized. It's not going to get you any more money. So what's the point? Interesting. So their work culture and environment isn't even conducive to like supporting. It makes complete sense. It checks out for sure. Yeah. I will say this. Google is flush with cash, so I do believe they're going to make good on their refund promise. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, uh, but you yeah. know, we'll, we'll see on that. On that, uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of comments, too. Jason Schreier, on the day it happened, was talking about how like tens of millions of dollars were paid just to get a single game on a Stadia, like Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. On the same token, a real lack of support in actually spending the kind of money needed to, like you said, support this thing long term, get developers excited about developing on the platform, instilling confidence that they will see this through when so many other things have failed. So it was dead on arrival. I mean, I think we all knew yeah. that. And that's really sad to just like have somebody who's trying to make cool new future things that mm. you just kind of had to go, mm. It's not going to be around in five years. Yeah. And to end on an unfortunate note, Google is really shitty for the fact that they, I think, maybe an hour before they announced, the engineers didn't know that were supporting it and, and working on the platform. A lot of the developers yeah. that were hired, multiple developers, to launch games on Stadia, completely blindsided. Yeah. How hard would it be to send out like a an update like maybe a month ago? Yeah. What's wild is I, I think it was announced on September 30th, if I recall. It was like right at the end of September. Yeah. Exactly two months prior, people were expressing concerns and they were like, in no uncertain terms, for sure, we are not shutting it down. We're not shutting it down. They knew they were shutting down. There's no way they didn't they know they were shutting down. They had to You don't make that turnaround that quick. No. And what's weird, too, is Amazon's made their own little cloud gaming thing, the Luna. Mm. And so it's weird to see them pushing that and then Google being like, all right, we'll back off. For why? Well, one, their heart wasn't in it in the, in the first yeah. place. But yeah, it may or may not be a coincidence. I mean, cloud gaming is on the way, and it's not like it can't be done and the technology isn't there. It's just, mm -hmm. can you see it through? Can you support it? Google cannot. Xbox is doing really well with it. We'll, we'll see what happens with Amazon. I can't point to a whole lot of things that Amazon has experimented with that they haven't kept up with because they're not afraid to lose money on shit. Like, they'll just keep going until it works. Yeah. So, if they can get your data, they're cool. 
Yeah, as long as they... <laughs> I know that's right. As long as they can get yeah. your data, they are cool. All right. Moving on from that, Shudder, the network that shows you all scary stuff all the time, the Creep Show revival series that they have is getting a video game adaptation. Cool. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I love Creep Show. That's great. It's said that the game will follow Creep Show's anthology format. Love it. Telling multiple self-contained horror stories using different kinds of gameplay styles and tones. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be something like Love, Death, and Robots? Where it's going to be different people creating these little mini-games? I would say that if I didn't already know what the collaboration is between. Because they've already announced the developers that are working on it. Oh. Yeah. So while... And and again, I could see the logistical nightmare of working with multiple different developers at the same time to publish all these games in tandem. Yeah. But it it would be an amazing concept if, if they were able to follow through. Considering I don't think Shudder, Shudder is a behemoth in, you know, even in their own space right now, their foray into gaming, hopefully, in order to sustain, probably should consist of baby steps. So maybe eventually That's they true. get something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shudder's been really good about giving people who are very creative with good ideas, like a lot of money and letting them run with it. Yes. Yes. And and again, I looked up the developers. So they said that they're collaborating with Dread XP and Darkstone Digital. Now, if you go on to Steam, because I think most of the games they make are for PC. They're all horror games. They produce quite a lot of them. Some of them are cool. Some of them I'm not so sure about. But you can definitely see a passion for gaming there. Like, they're not some green light, scammy, just put up the same game, switch the palettes, and try to make money off of people. Like, they're serious. There's one game that they made that I saw recently that I kind of like. Do you know that game where you can date Cthulhu? Sucker for Love. I was just looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. (laughs) They did Sucker for Love. Oh, man. That game's so cool. I know. I love it. I think this could turn into something really awesome. And again, if it's successful and maybe they could go for something like Love, Death, and Robots, I would be all about it. I love the format. It's not a new idea, but it's an underutilized idea for sure. Yeah. Completely agree. And more unfortunate indie dev news, Disco Elysium, the team members that worked on it, uh, a handful of the team members, I should say, that worked on it from Studios Z-A-U-M, were ousted and a lot developed on this story throughout the last couple of weeks. But initially, there was like a tweet or a blog post from the founding member of the studio. His name is Martin Luigia. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Luiga? Luiga? I believe you. Okay. In a blog post, he mentioned that the designer of the game, Kurvitz, uh, Hindpeer, the writer, and Rostov, the art director, have not been working for the studio since the end of last year. And that leaving the company was involuntary. Later on, in another interview, he basically confirmed that they were fired on false pretenses. Oof. Yikes. He alluded to the fact that if you're waiting for a Disco Elysium sequel, eh. (laughs) Unfortunately, just with all of the turmoil and a lot of the team members being let go, probably not something we're going to see anytime soon. And if we do, probably not going to be the same game you fell in love with. Yeah. That's such a unique play. Blah, blah, blah. That's such a... <laughs> sorry. No, no. Yeah, so you turned your head to look at me and I was like, oh no. That's it's such a unique game in the way that your choices are made and 
just the ambiance and the art style and i hope they can work together again soon on something it's an Even amazing it's game. disco yeah. yeah it's an amazing game they they thought of a lot of stuff it's one of those games where like can you yes you can yeah uh, <laughs> and it's surprisingly deep with like its knowledge of different political theories and ideologies that would yeah. go along with the choices that you make i was very impressed by that aspect of it for sure and i think that probably was had a lot to do with uh, Hindpeer, but again, I I there's a lot of articles out, out there um, circulating about this story, and it may again have something to do with fighting for workers' rights and unionization, but I'm not sure because a lot of it's speculative until we get more information out of Martin himself or other people from the studio. I mean, yeah. Rostov did confirm that everything he said so far was accurate, so it's been corroborated, but I don't know. It's unfortunate. I'm glad that it's yeah. it's making news. A lot of people are talking about it, because again, that environment where we're like, you do something shady, it's going to come to light. Like, we're going to figure it out. We see, we see you. We see you. So, sorry to deliver that news, but shifting back to happy news, I was really excited when I saw this. I don't know if you're a fan of the Legacy of Kane series. I don't know what that is. I will explain in a moment. <laughs> Crystal Dynamics is collecting info on interest in a Legacy of Kane revival. And I'll probably include this in the show notes too. There's a link to a survey that you can answer where they ask a myriad of questions. They ask about your preference on whether you want a sequel, a remaster, a reboot, a remake, what your favorite entries in the series are, what the series means to you. What you want to see change, what you want to see stay the same, all that good stuff. Uh, they also have open apps to, for remote playtesters, and I applied for that. I was like, well, that sounds like fun. Well, yeah. So, But essentially, the Legacy of Cain series is kind of like vampire mixed with Cthulhu bullshit. Like They have their own kind of mythology, and Cain is like this warrior who's lived a really, really, really long time. The first game was on PlayStation 1, then they had a lot of games on PlayStation 2, all their games are on PC, like Blood Omen and Soul Reaver, different characters like from that universe. And it was kind of like a, some games were more RPG-like, others were more action-adventure, some were more like platformer, puzzle, story, but they all had like a very similar vibe, and there really hasn't been another game like them. I mean, I dig games about vampires, but I really dig games where they take a familiar monster like vampires and they just get really creative with what that actually means. It's not like, yeah. you didn't invite me in, so can't come in. Shit. Bye. I mean, I love <laughs> I love those too, but doing something completely different and then tying it to like cosmic horror, I'm into that. Yeah. It's a very cool concept. Yeah. And they made uh, the new Tomb Raiders, so. Yeah, no, Crystal Dynamics has done a lot of good stuff. Like, they're, yeah. they're a decent developer and... The fact that they're eyeballing reviving Legacy of Kane has me really excited. So for those fans out there, know that that survey exists and you can check the show notes if you want to take part. All right. Yeah. We have some drama. So for those who listened to <laughs> Gamer Friends last week, E-Girl Phenom, Enya, she was on there. She was on the yeah. episode. And you got Big Nick a.k.a. Jordan, you got him to do something I never thought anybody could get him to do. And you actually gave me an idea because he mentioned that you did some work for him and the way that he compensated you was he played horror games with you and he hates to do yeah. that. Yeah. 
My wife is actually doing some work for him for collage, and now I'm like, maybe I can get him to play some more horror games. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Let's team up. We're going to get him. But no, I, I had so much fun listening to that episode. You guys played Phasmophobia, and you played Dead by Daylight. Next time you get going, I'll probably have to check to see if my PC can keep up, because it was made more in the Xbox One era, but... Okay. If I can get it running, I'll I'll hang with you guys. Or if there's cross platform, you know what I mean. Like I'd be down to. Phasmophobia yeah. is only on PC, right? Yes, but Dead by Daylight is completely cross. Awesome. So so I'm definitely anything. definitely up for that. Phasmophobia. I I looked at the game. I can probably run it. Uh, so you know we'll talk about that offline. But that's not <laughs> what we were talking about. We were talking about something else in regards to Phasmophobia because we gave the game a lot of praise. And when I say we, I mean the gamer friends. Because it was, it's fun to play, right? And I've seen people playing online, yes. and I've giggled and chuckled at the uh, the foolery. But there was, unfortunately, some other fuckery involved with Phasmophobia. Take it away, Inya. Yeah, we had the worst timing last week. It was basically like, hey, everybody, is fun. Play it with me. And then, bam, one of the Discord mods got revealed as a sex pest. Yep. Yeah, he, not just in the Phasmophobia server, but... Across this man's life for at least six years, he has badgered women for nudes. I assume all adult women. I assume he's an adult man. Nothing saying otherwise has come out. But uh, he then takes these nudes that he gets, and he shares them in a group DM with other dudes. Ugh. Which is disgusting, yeah. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Yeah, horrible. And so some people found out about this and they went to CJ, who is Faz's art director, mm. and went, hey, this has been going on. Can you do anything about this guy? Because he's really kind of awful for your community. And he's like, well, it's just, I just see two fellas in DMs and it's fair game to send these nudes to their friend because, well, he didn't ask for them. So... Wow. Yeah, just a bunch of scummy stuff. He's been... Last I looked, which was like this weekend, the mm. dude Charcoal Salamander was removed as a moderator. He was still in the Discord, and he had a fancy little role that said he was former staff. Mm. Hopefully that's changed. The game has made an apology, and CJ has made an apology, but he still was like, oh, my things... Everything I said was out of context. Yeah, it was a bit of a non-apology. Like, if... Okay. Yeah. Pro tip. If you're going to apologize, own it 100% and, and then yes. just shut the fuck up. Uh, I don't yeah. know how hard that is. <laughs> Even just say, sorry, I misunderstood the situation. My B would have been better than, like, trying to, like, run around it and be like, oh, well, no, I didn't mean what I said. <sighs> So, knowing all of this, knowing that it was addressed and sort of apologized for and the game apologized for it, I mean, are you playing that game again? Or, I mean, what what are your thoughts at this point? I'm not boycotting it because I don't love the behavior, but I don't think it's the game's fault and I've already paid for it. So, it's not like I'm spending more money on it yeah. and giving them more backing. Yeah. But it does make me feel weird. Yeah, I know it sucks. And at least we can get the word out for folks so they can make a more informed decision because opinions are going to vary on the severity and like the reaction to this. And I mean, to each their own. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely want to know if the person that's getting money from the game that I buy is one kind of a son of a bitch or another. Like there are, yeah, there are games like I buy a lot of Japanese games that are a little bit scummy in context, you know, just with like yeah. women and gender roles and stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. but like I'm playing Ease 9 right now and I'm going to talk about it at length next week. But there is this whole plot line that's very pro corporation and anti giving money to the poor because they'll just oh. spend it on drugs like that kind yeah. of message. And I was like, ew. But you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to stop me from playing that series unless I hear that, like, the main people are, like, you know, giving money to Mitch McConnell or something. <laughs> Which right. it's and Japanese, I... but, you know. Right. <laughs> that would be wild. Wouldn't it? I think part of it that makes me not want to, like, completely bash the game is that it's not anything to do with the treatment of women. It's not like you found out that somebody works for a rock star, beats up prostitutes or something, you know, sex yeah. workers. It's not like he's just a Discord moderator. It's not surprising for somebody who's terminally online to be kind of an incel. True. And that's not excusing it. <laughs> yeah. But it's I it do, it's not a thing that's reflected in the video game. I get you. Yeah. I'm not watching any content that CJ puts out cuz he does stream sometimes. Yeah, that's an easy that's decision kind of where to my make. Line is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck anything you do on your own, CJ. All you had yeah, to do was follow the damn train. What the hell? <laughs> but instead, you ask him for nudes and send them around. Damn. Yeah. CJ. Well, CJ's not the one asking for nudes, to be clear. Let's not, oh, oh. Let's not libelize. I'm sorry. It's Charcoal You're Salamander. Okay. Yeah. All you had to do <laughs> was kick Charcoal <laughs> Salamander off the train, CJ. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. Throw him under it. Yeah. Throw him under the train <laughs> and then kick him off and then back up and do it again <sighs> well we got that off our chest and folks know so the air has been cleared hopefully yeah don't cancel me don't cancel Enya. she didn't know okay <laughs> if there's something that the left loves more than canceling other lefties who make a slight mistake i don't know what it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn true all right last story fandom acquires several gaming outlets and a $50 million acquisition, including GameSpot, Metacritic, Giant Bomb, Screen Junkies, and GameFAQs. Hmm. Gross. Yeah. Now, I don't know a whole lot about fandom. Somebody else in Discord was talking about them, and they were kind of concerned because the way that they run their site is kind of scummy. And honestly, this is not me, Devil's Advocate, or taking up for fandom, because again, I don't know shit about them. I think a lot of websites are scummy, even Kotaku, because they have to be because they don't make a whole lot of money anymore because the only way to make money if you have a website is just like to fucking spam it with ads. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but like that's the world we live in if you want free information. Yeah. But I am not a big fan of one company, especially for a surprisingly small amount of money considering what I thought GameSpot alone was worth, but okay. But yeah, just acquiring yeah. all of these different outlets that are in some way either fully involved with gaming or partially that much information under one roof you know what i mean like i i mm, right not a big fan yeah it's i don't know how to feel about it i used to watch giant bomb not too terribly long ago and i i worry about those guys because whenever anything gets kind of consolidated we talked earlier it's you don't care about the little guys at the bottom yeah. those are just your little money earners 
No, you're right. You're right. And there's there's no reason to believe that this will end well for any of them because consolidation usually is almost always paired with sizing down. Because, you know, yes. if you got a person doing job A under this umbrella and then you, you bought the other one and there's another person also doing job A, why do you need two people doing the same job if they're under the same thing now? Exactly. So I think in that instance, you just find other stuff for them to do. You keep people on if they're good people and they're good workers, but that's my philosophy. That's why I don't own any company or have any employees because if I did, I don't know, I'd, I'd be nice to them and we just can't have that. All right. <laughs> So before we wrap up, Enya, we're going to do something that I haven't done in a little while. I actually got a a listener mail question. Wow. And I thought since you're here with me, we can dive into this question and figure out uh, what our opinions are. That's a really awkward way to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's dive in. Let's dive into this listener question. All right. Amir A. messaged us on Facebook and asked, what video game city would you like to visit or live in? What are your thoughts? I uh, I went through my game library just kind of being like, what are this like? What are video game cities like? And they're all pretty much run down, terrible, <laughs> not places I would want to live in. The only one that seemed nice was like Pelican Town and Stardew Valley. Ooh, that, that counts. Chill. That counts. Yeah. Do you have an answer? Well, we answered a question pretty similar to this a while back where it's like, what video game world would you want to live in? And I said Pokemon for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons. So I'm tempted to say Pokemon again because any city in Pokemon would be great, but I don't want to use the same thing. So I will say I want to live on the Citadel in Mass Effect about 200 years before the Reaper invasion. Okay, fair. So you're dead by then. And... Yeah, I'm gone. It's fine. There's all those smugglers, though, and the... Yeah, shit's wild. Uh, so I definitely <laughs> need to learn some bio... I need to get a biotic implant or something. I don't know. I need to... Yeah. I gotta I gotta get get into shape. Turian shape. Yeah, I guess if I was... Ooh, Turians. If I was dropped into that world as me, hell no. <laughs> But, like, if it was like, oh, yeah, I can be Shepard, basically. Like, yeah, of oh, course amazing. I'd be Commander Shepard. Yeah. Definitely got to be the protagonist. Yeah, I mean, again, if it was just, like, a regular person in the world, it would have to be Pokemon. Because every kid gets a Pokemon when they're, like, 10. I'd at least have a Pokemon, even if I was bad at catching them. Yeah, but they're so big. Some of them are so big and scary, and they'll eat you. Yeah, but... Some of them are so tiny and can kick the big one's ass, and you can keep them in a tiny ball. Also, free healthcare. Oh, damn. Good point. Yeah. Even Stardew, they charge you. Yeah, and the police don't even carry guns. They carry Pokemon. That's pretty cool. Do Pokemon have guns? No, this isn't, uh, what was that game called? Temtem? I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pokemon. (laughs) That's coming out pretty soon on Xbox, I think. I'm looking forward to that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so listeners out there, if you think of a better video game city, because, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. I'll give you one more answer to kind of temper it, but I definitely want to hear other people's opinions. I would live in a city in, like, a traditional Final Fantasy, like like Final Fantasy IX, like live in Trino or Lindblom, because I, I kind of have this fantasy of living in a village 
where everybody knows each other and everybody has a trade. Maybe I'll be a cobbler. I live above my shop. I wake up, I come down, I make shoes. Hey, I got you your boots. And I go down and grab some fresh bread. I do some fishing while I'm off work. I hang out, you know, with the locals, pet the town dog, go to bed, do it all the next day. It just feels simple and unplugged. I, I, I'm attracted to that. I want to retire to that. There you go. Yeah, nice. Nice. All right. Live in a small city in the Midwest and it's the same. <laughs> okay. That means it's within my reach when I retire. Yes. We're going for it. You can it. do it. We're going for it. All right. I think that's a show. We're going to take a quick break to give it up for the sponsor, Anchor, and then we'll be right back to close it out. Please don't go nowhere. And we're back. What a great ad. It's awesome. Wow. You should do, do whatever they said. All right. So. Enya, do you have anything that you want to plug today? I have no things to plug. I have a thing to plug. Do it. Gamer friends. Yeah. You're in the Discord. I'm in the Discord. Gamer friends are in the Discord. Why aren't you in the Discord, listener? Get in there. Get in there. Play games with us. Play games with us. We're super friendly most of the time. Usually. It's great. (laughs) The people, it's awesome. They're lovely people. So hang out with us. Check the link tree. Get in there. Check out the other stuff. Support us. Player 2 is putting up an episode every single Friday. A big one and then a small one. And on the week we do a small one, you get another big one from Gamer Friends. It's awesome. Listen to all yeah. of it. You can check us out on our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, which is very convenient. If you want to support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash player two is enter the pod. Shout outs to our patron, Jordan. We appreciate you. And if you want to contact us, you can do it through social media or you can email me at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. That's a show. Show. We got through it. We did it. And finally. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. After Thirty minutes of tech problems. Yeah, it it was uh it was a situation, but we did get through it, and I'm so proud of us. And trust me, you are not the only one I've had tech problems with. You should ask uh, Big Nick uh, sometime how it is to set up a mic when he wants to record with me. That's good times. Oh no, you have to do it with Cedric. That's why. Well, yeah, Cedric always comes in and and uh... yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I want to thank okay. you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule. You just got home from work. You're trying to relax, but you decided to hang out with me for a couple of hours, and I really appreciate that. And, I had uh, fun. Oh, really? I hope. Yeah. Good. This is fun, even though I'm like shaking. Um, <laughs> Why are you nervous? But, uh, yeah. I, speaking. Oh. I was a little yeah. nervous, too, because I know that you listen to us. And so, like, I feel like I'm letting you know how the sausage is made. Not that you didn't. And so I'm like, <laughs> I got to be professional. And I got to be, like, on point, And I got to be on it. No. And so I hope that... Even though the, the mystery, the veil has been pulled back, that you'll you'll still be a listener because I do appreciate your uh, occasional feedback on the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we got to talking and I, I may or may not leave it in. Anyways, we got to close the episode. So Enya, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate everybody else coming out and listening to us. And I love you. And I hope to see you next week. Take care. Bye.